Week 7 of the CWL Pro League is completed. Sledgehammer releases another weekly update. And is CWL due for a major overhaul? This is CODcast, the Call of Duty podcast. You heard me correctly. Yes, I am going to talk about the Pro League. Yes, I am going to break down Sledgehammer's weekly update, but we are also going to dive into whether CWL needs a major overhaul and needs to uh, massively switch around basically the design of their organization and how they run events. But that's coming last. You're going to have to wait. Uh, First off, we're going to dive into the Pro League, and then we're going to get into the weekly update and then the, the breakdown of CWL. So let's start with the Pro League. So, uh, if you don't know, week seven of uh, this is Division B of the CWL Pro League has um, it's been back at it. Uh, they've competed in their last stint of their qualifications in order to get into playoffs. They have one more week uh, this following week to qualify. It seemed like CWL Atlanta had some relatively predictable results, and maybe it was the crowd. Maybe people were back in their kind of their their mode of um, play styles with this big big event environment, uh, but the series of upsets and mix-ups have continued on from the past few weeks of a competitive Call of Duty in in the Pro League, and so this eight-team Division B bracket just got really interesting. Let's take a look at it. When we came into this week of Division B, the standings were as follows: Luminosity first place at six and one. Second place was Envy at six and one. Third place was FaZe at five and two. Those three were the the predictable ones. Uh, fourth place was Splice at three and four. Fifth place was Evil Geniuses at three and four. Sixth place was Unilad at three and four. Seventh place was E United at two and five. And eighth place was Epsilon at zero oh and seven. So coming into week two, uh, week four of Division B, really, um, and week seven of the whole thing, uh, or we, I don't know what I'm saying, week three. Of Division B, we we have a pretty open bracket. Yeah, Luminosity and Envy are, are clearly out front, and including FaZe. Um, like they they seem pretty safe, especially with how they've been playing. And um, but you know we have Splice, EG, and Unilad all at three and four. Un, uh, United is at two and five, just one game back. Epsilon has not been playing well, but they have a chance at least to get out of relegation here. So we'll see. Like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. So these were my breakdowns before this week started. Um, I started by thinking this is pretty much how you'd expect the division to play out, apart from the struggles that E United have had. Nobody expected that this season. Those are all fantastic players. So. Apart from that, it's pretty much how you would expect it to break down. Luminosity is in first. They deserve to be. They've been overall consistent. They're the best team in the division, and they showed their ability at CWO Atlanta by making it as far as they did and pulling out the third place. So Envy was not jiving at all before Division B's first two weeks started, but we saw their chemistry really start to produce results as they put on a solid show and pulled out the 6-1 and record with only a loss to LG, who's the powerhouse in, in the division. Uh, FaZe is pretty much the same as Envy. They were struggling to start the season, but really started clicking and showing some scary amounts of um, of skill in Division B's first weeks of competition. And they ended up only dropping to Envy and Unilad. So FaZe did knock off LG's perfect record with the 3-1 map count. So they dropped to Unilad. Unilad has shown, has shown a little bit of fire behind them at some points. 
but FaZe obviously is looking much better than they were at the start of the season. And and FaZe was really they were having some struggles uh, to start the year. Everybody they they haven't won a major event in a while. So everybody was really worrying about the organization, but they've they've really seemed to bring it together with these um, past weeks of competitive play. We've already talked about the rest of the teams and their struggles. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on them. EU and Splice have been powerhouses in the past. I'm thinking last year, IW, but they are experiencing massive amounts of difficulty. And uh, Epsilon, on top of that, has not only been wrapped up in the travel drama around CWO Atlanta, but they've continued to disappoint in their play against any of the major COD competition. Unilad has shown some sparks of solid play, and don't forget that this team has some really, really solid professional COD players on it. I mean, the four guys are Scraps, Wuskin, Shawnee, and Moose, so they've all made some part of a name for themselves in the professional Call of Duty scene on previous teams, and as a couple different teams do, they have potential. They have a lot of potential. I mean, Scraps alone has had some pretty nasty games on World War II so far this season. So they do have plenty of potential. But that being said, let's break down this week of games. So we're starting off FaZe versus Epsilon. <laughs> this one wasn't tough to predict. FaZe topples Epsilon 3-0. Uh, Unilad then take on Splice, and they take down Splice in Game 5 for a 3-2 win. Okay, Unilad, so this the team shows up a bit. Sure, it's Splice, and Splice has had some troubles. But hey, Unilad showing some fire, making this interesting. Epsilon take LG to Game 5. What? And then end up dropping. So LG shows some weakness. They have shown some weakness in the past few weeks, unlike Rise, who shows no problems whatsoever. Um, but LG maintained the win. EG comes in and stuns Envy with a 3-0. So this EG team, is it's similar to the Unilad team, and I'll tell you why. It's stacked with talent. Um, if you are not aware of who's on this EG team, you should know at least, you should know all these names, but you should know at least... I don't mean, you should know all these names. It's Aches, Apathy, Nameless, and Enable. So they, they've all made massive names for themselves in the COD scene. So finally, in a squad that we all saw a lot of promise in, we have a bit of talent shining through. It's also a bit, uh, on the other side, worrisome um, for Envy fans who could, could take hope in their strong performance up to this point, but are now questioning that confidence they had in them. Next match was LG versus EU. We would have all predicted uh, EU to lose this with how they've been playing, and they did. LG take down EU 3-1 to one to end day one. Uh, so the EU struggles continue, man. Like, we, we've heard a lot about it on Twitter. Uh, Clayster and, and really all the EU guys seem to be at their wits end. They really seem just burnt out on losing, and the frustration is showing more and more after every loss. I have no solution for those guys, but they all know COD better than me, so we'll probably start to see some massive shifts in that team's play style or or, or that team pretty soon. Man, they're like, they, when, when you watch them, they, they, they take risks and they try crazy stuff, and you know, Clayster, or who was it, Silly, someone put on a firebombing run. That's like great and everything, but it, guys, it's going to take more than that. It's going to take more than using a single shot rifle or, or duelist pistols or, you know, that's great. I'm, I'm really glad they're having fun, but it seems like it's at the expense of let's make and let's not put band-aids on this and try little fixes. Let's make a shift and we might see one later. I'm not foreshadowing anything, but we'll see. Uh, the next morning, um, 
EU come in, EU United, and 3-0 Epsilon to continue Epsilon's streak of losing to everyone. Uh, gosh, Epsilon, I'm sorry. Uh, EU, though, beat Epsilon, so that that's at least good. That could have been closer than it was. Unilad show up to take down Envy, now 3-1. to So Unilad, all right, showing some fire. You have the potential, you're showing it. So after so much hype around Envy's return, we have two losses in a row, but we also have two Unilad wins in a row. So we maybe lose one team's consistency and gain another's. Um, I don't know, but Unilad, solid European showing. Making a fight for one of those top European teams. Uh, right now, I'd put it at Red Reserve... Unilad Splice as far as one, two, three rankings. Uh next up, LG 3-1 Splice. No surprise there. And then Envy play EU. Right. EU go up 2-0. Okay. United. Wow. And then they go up and they capture the flag to 3-0 Envy. They go up 3-0. Okay. And then Envy clutch up the, the capture the flag, the capture the flag. Whoa. Capture the flag there to come back from down three. And take it to, I believe, 4-3 to three in overtime. I think so. Yeah. Envy take it 4-3 in overtime. On top of that, then the next hard point comes. And it's 2-1 to one in the series, obviously. But EU had that momentum going. And Slasher sets a new hard point kill record on the next map with 55. A London Docks 55 bomb. We've seen some crazy maps out of Kenny. We've seen some crazy maps on London Docks all year. But 55 kills? From an from from slasher, he doesn't even play that role. Some crazy stats, which lead to Envy completing the reverse sweep. So maybe that's exactly what they needed to bounce back. Teams talk about big plays providing life all the time, and maybe that's exactly what slasher's play is gonna do. I think it was last year in IW that Optic was massively struggling, and then they had that game five S and D against Panda or what's uh. Yeah, pandas or what? What were they called? Yeah, panda, I think. And and karma clutched it like one v two or something. Karma clutched, and they say like that moment they like turn them around. They like fire the team up, and so maybe this is what, what this is what um it's gonna do here for um for for envy. So slasher is the is the leader of this team, and uh, hopefully we'll see a solid envy return uh, with that. The EU woes continue though, and and we are all with them they blew a ctf and a 3-0 and they had it in the bag so oh gosh you gotta make some gotta make some changes uh next match is you know phase come in and take down eg three to one to cement their shift to second place a little bit more um phases shift to second place that is and then show that eg still has some kinks to work out against some of these major teams splice beat epsilon geez i I mean, I feel really bad for the Epsilon guys. They've had a rough couple weeks. You know, you watch someone like Dave give that hilarious interview he did earlier in the year, and like you like him, you you enjoy him. He's a he's a he's a public guy, and he's a fun personality to watch, and he's funny. And then they had the the drama of not going to Atlanta because of the the Nathan stuff. Man, they're just they're struggling right now. I feel bad for those guys. Uh, but they are in CWO. They are competing in the pro league, so. Good for them there. EU come out to play Unilad, and they take the match 3-1. Okay, so this is now starting to get interesting, kind of, kind of maybe, with this battle in the lower rungs of the division. EU shows some spirit, and all the guys really seem to be 
a little surprised, but truly thankful after that match that they could hold on to their their lead and and close it out. Um, this is really nice to see. And then in a feat that none of us expected, Evil Geniuses come out and take down Luminosity 3-2 in the second to last match of the week. Not only 3-2, but EG seriously took it to LG in Game 5 with a 6-2 win, almost ending in a 6-0 S&D win. EG ended up grabbing like two sets of streaks after four straight round wins and had a uh, (laughs) this weird bomb glitch where they couldn't grab the dropped bomb but closed out closed out the map overall with strength. So if you if you were watching the the casters were like I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, So apparently the bomb dropped and glitched under the map. So EG tried to run some trick fake plant play to bait Luminosity out and it didn't work. But it was a smart try though. Um, What I will say is, can you imagine? If this glitch happened in a like grand finals game five round eleven, or even just a regular S and D pool play or bracket play match that was really close, like even a, any close match, if that bomb glitch happened, that that would be a huge problem. That should hopefully be fixed immediately if it's possible. If they know how to fix that, it's obviously rare because we haven't seen it at all until now. I mean, maybe it's happened in some of the two Ks and stuff because so many matches have been played this year. But thankfully, it was in a match where EG was already pretty much guaranteed to win i think it was like for their for the fifth for the fifth round win um but that could have been rough that could have been really bad and then phase come out in the last match of the week and they they 3-0 envy to make it make two big statements one phase looks in form they look like a well-oiled machine and and pretty easily toppled envy on the other hand envy started the week with mistakes and those mistakes aren't getting better they're they're actually getting worse so they have a weekend to come up with solutions. They they have a couple days before the, ne- the second week starts, so the weekend improvement we will hope for. Uh, if you're doing the math along with me the whole time, you'll know that the standings are as follows. Now, in first place, still Luminosity with a nine and two record. Second place, Phase Clan with an eight and two record. So, all right, we might you know see a switch there. We don't know. Third place. Envy at seven and four. I'm pretty sure they're safe to qualify. They probably will, but um, but you know, <laughs> it's anything's possible, and they haven't looked good. Fourth place is Evil Geniuses at five and five. So they jump up to fourth place, and you know they they played some solid matches. So fifth place is Unilad, five and five. Sixth place is Splice at four and six. Seventh place is EU at four and seven. So EU's got to jump out of that relegation period, and then. Eighth place is Epsilon at 0 and 11. So Epsilon's pretty cemented. They are cemented into the relegation. Um, this division playoff qualifiers are they're they're absolutely up for grabs. It's the last slot that looks pretty finicky. That fourth place s- slot. Um, EG have it at the moment, so their fate is in their hands. Splice dropped out because um, they've been they've been playing poorly they're just not the team they they used to be and they they need to make some shifts but um they have a big week coming up that could be a big turnaround for them not only in division b pro league but for the entire rest of the season e united is in the same place um so our city started to heat up and the team was able to rally behind that so maybe eu can make some improvements behind our city's solid play and 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 make a change for the better to carry their season to a better place as well these are major shifts in these team's seasons like if they can turn something around like like the uh karma 1v2 that i talked about in infinite warfare if they can make a big switch and follow behind say our city solid play uh then it could be a huge improvement on the rest of the season this is some this is a big change for them 
Arcides is a really well-respected player. A lot of the pros respect him and think he think they, they thought last year he was going to be kind of one of the, the up-and-coming players that's going to be in the community for a while. And so they could rally behind him. Uh, Unilad is the dark horse here. I really think they have a chance to topple a few of these major teams. But that being said, they have a tough week ahead with matches against LG, FaZe, NDG, as well as a match against Epsilon. That EG versus Unilad match is the last day, so that could very well be the deciding game for the fourth playoff position out of Division B. Um, EG has the easier schedule next week with Epsilon, Splice, and EU before that Unilad match, so my prediction would be for EG to take that fourth place playoff position. It's in their hands, but with the recent disappointments and surprises, we can't say for sure yet. Um, I guess we'll just have to watch next week, all of us. So, um, yeah, I think EG, it's in their hands. They're in the best position you could ask for uh, there in that if they win, they're in. Um, and, you know, if they lose and they, they, they drop out, that's on them, really. They, it, it was in their hands. Uh, so that, that pretty much wraps up what's happened in this first week. Uh, really, some really fun matches. The division got pretty interesting. It uh, should continue to play out and be interesting, but... With the schedules coming up, I think it's it's relatively set in stone as long as EG wins out and Envy shows some form of life here. The top four are set in stone, pretty much. Um, so, Sledgehammer, as they always do, release their weekly update. So, that means it's time for me to break it down. Or at least break down what's important. So... We have an update released on Dom XL. If you didn't listen or don't remember when I talked about Dom XL, it's basically the old domination with 100 points per kill instead of 50. It'll be added to a separate playlist, so you can play either one. We have um, it, we got we have an update from Sledgehammer that's going to launch next week, uh, Friday, March 23rd, for both standard and hardcore hardcore modes. Uh, it will actually be its own individual playlist. So. Uh, give feedback when you're offered the chance because they're going to decide which mode stays in the game going forward based on our feedback. So um, give feedback to that. Let's see how it plays. I'm, I'm excited to, to give that a shot. I missed the 100-point domination. That being said, I just I, I, I just don't play domination as much as I used to anymore. And maybe it's because of the 50 points. I don't know. Uh, Operation Shamrock and Awe is going on until April 3rd and starting yesterday, I believe, Shipment 1944 has been added. Not only has it been added uh, for everybody, uh, not only has it been added for this community event, but it'll stay in the regular map rotation after the event ends. Thank you, Jesus. When shipment gets added, you've gotten me on board. Um, The chrome camo is shinier. Thanks, Sledgehammer. Buffed that up. There are also some, quote, new surprises, unquote, added into the Darkest Shore Zombies gameplay. If you're a big zombies guy, that could be exciting to, to freshen it up. Hey, have you guys seen this Leprechaun added into the game um, in, like, the one playlist? And then apparently there was a pro points match that it happened, and if you shoot the Leprechaun, what happens is you get full streaks. Imagine if that was an actual thing in the game, like Grand Finals, Search and Destroy, Round 11, and a Leprechaun spawns for Optic. And they win the match um, because formal gets full streaks in in round one. That uh, that I'm I, I was glad. It's funny. I was cool with it. But happening in a pro points match, 
that that shouldn't be happening. So uh, I think there was a slight gentleman's agreement to, you know, make it uh, to not shoot the leprechaun if you saw it. That would make sense to me. I hope everybody agrees to that. That being said, it shouldn't be spawning in the pro points. I don't know if that was like there was a tweet about it and then Scum tweeted like, oh, COD has been saved as like a, a nice backhanded slap to, to Call of Duty for their crappy support of the community. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if that was real or not. It could have been fake. It could have been messing around. It was just, just a 4 4 or whatever. But uh, we have some other news. The following report I'm going to give might be really stupid, but I'm going to give it anyway. Okay? So there are some Amazon listings, or at least one Amazon listing in Italy, for Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, sparking some debate as to whether that's dropping. There are also rumors it would drop in April. The April part seems weird to me, considering we've heard nothing about it. You know, they could Beyonce us and just drop it, but with how Activision and COD are obsessed with making as much money as possible, I doubt they would do that. As far as Modern Warfare 2 being remastered goes, uh, yeah, I'd love that. If you haven't realized the COD community has gotten substantially better at Call of Duty as each new title gets released... If you, if you started back in Modern Warfare or Call of Duty 2, uh, you, you've probably realized this, but we are, as a whole, better now than we were in Modern Warfare 2 um, when that was the most recent game released. So I would love to see the game released, definitely to play some high-rise, use the OG Intervention or ACR or SCAR, but I would also love to see the option of tactical nukes with the level of skill that we have all risen to at this point, you know? Um so, I mean, when it was originally released, let's see, what was it? You get Harrier Strike. It was Harrier, which is a seven kill streak, I think. And then, and then Chopper Gunner, which was like 11. And then on top of that, you get the Nuke, which is 25. So, that seems like not crazy right now. Like the fact that you don't have to do a gun streak which started in Modern Warfare 3 with the Moab that you had to do like a 25 gun streak or, or 30 gun streak. I mean, the tactical nuke, it seems like it's it's fairly achievable at this point. Uh, it'll probably be a little more difficult than we remember, but I don't know. The community's gotten a lot better. When when Modern Warfare Remastered was released, yeah, it got old kind of quickly um, because we'd played it for so long, but there were way more streaks caught in than I ever remember in that game. And that was that that was just a, a seven kill streak for the helicopter. So we saw what that is. And that seven kill streak is the Harrier to start the whole nuke, the good nuke setup. So I think the low bar has been raised as well as the high bar for skill level. So I, I'd love to see if Modern Warfare 2 plays as well and is as enjoyable as it used to be with the, the current community we have. I don't know. I don't any remastered game I don't think is gonna just is gonna hold up as as well as a new COD does because we've seen them all we've played them we've played them a bunch and like you might think back to modern warfare 2 and be like man that was the best game ever if i could just have that again it'd be great but i promise you it will not fulfill your desires to have that level of fun again it won't do it you can think it will but it won't it'll be fun to play and they'll make money on it but it, it will not fulfill it will not satisfy your call of duty longings um which nicely leads into this last part I want to talk about. So, if you've been waiting for it, here, I, here I'm going to talk about the, the COD, the possible CWL overhaul. So, the reason I'm going to talk about this is that Killa, the big COD name and player, went on a massive Twitter rant 
tearing apart the corporations surrounding Call of Duty, saying that they attempt to fix the community with better games, but the pro players are the ones people care about, not necessarily bigger and better games. Okay, so he's had a lot to say. Kill likes to talk. Um, he's had a lot of negative things to say about the community, as well as a lot of the pros. Uh, Scump has said, has spoken out. He's had some choice words to the community or to the basically CWL recently about how about pro player treatment and just how you know they don't care. It's a cash grab now. They try to get money. Um, so let's talk about this. Uh, Killa also he attributes the lack of recent COD success to the growing success of battle royale games. Yes, I'm definitely with him there on the battle royale point. They play differently. They're the new thing right now, and FPS popularity is certainly dropped off a bit because of the popularity of of battle royale games that's natural as far as the pro players being the important ones are concerned i don't know how much i'm with him i know as a community we always look forward to the next game with excitement as if that's going to fix our problems and it won't no game will fix it games can help or hinder it but no game alone will fix it we're gonna get tired of it it's call of duty we've seen 30 billion titles at this point. We've seen so many. And we've seen remakes and spinoffs and everything. We've seen copycats. The Call of Duty franchise has been around for a long time. And and no game is going to fix it and make it like, this is the one. Thank you. COD is back. It's not going to do that. There need to be some major overhauls to the community to make it a real professional esport. Now, I don't think pro players are the answer. But, well, I think they're part of it, but not how Killa is referencing them. We do follow pro players and enjoy knowing them and their personalities. And there's also, you know, like we, we like you follow Tom Brady. Like you enjoy knowing about Tom Brady and they make documentaries about him going to the Super Bowl. And you like following these personalities. But I think there are some big factors missing from the way CWL is run and designed. I, I think that the following shift I'm about to talk about could make a massive difference. There are rumors and articles written about and quotes from major CWO heads and Activision heads and esports heads uh, about COD becoming a franchised league like Overwatch. Um, it might feel to you like this is another quick fix, but think about what franchises do. They create consistency and pride behind an organization because now you have a team based off of your location or however they decided to do the franchising breakdown. So now we have pride because they're our team and we get behind them no matter who the players are and if they're winning or not. So like I think the community's done really well up to this point, up to like the past year and a half because of Optic. Like Optic they were winning consistently. Black Ops 3, you thought they were going to win every time and it was so disappointing when they lost. You know, because that was your team. But they it was because they were winning. And people loved them. And 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 then when they stop, people bash them. People only tweet at them when they lose. That's because they liked the team because they were winning. You know, T tweeted out about it and said, like, yeah, they, they, you know, we only get we only get talked to it feels like being a pro, and I'm the I'm the coach, but it feels like being a pro because we only get tweeted at when we lose, we win and nobody says anything. That's because people are supporting the team because they they're winners. 
Like, there's no pride behind Optic for a lot of the fans apart from their wins. Some fans, some some Greenwall fans are real. They they support them through thick and thin. But people don't make Optic their team and then root for them no matter what. They look at Optic as the, the juggernauts and the winners, the final bosses. So look at the rise of TK this year. TK was horrible last year and like every year preceding that. And then they get good and every, there's so many TK fans now. It's exactly what I'm saying. Is like people just root for teams because they're winning. They're, the Call of Duty community is ma- is a massive amount of bandwagon fans. Like we we have to be honest about that. People just root for a team that's winning. Watch Rise fans will start to grow right now because Rise is winning. So like we need to have pride for the team first. But but hopefully they pull together some wins, right? I'm I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan. I'm from Baltimore, and I'm a fan because they're my team and I'm from Baltimore. And if they lose, I'm still a Ravens fan. It's not like, oh, I'm a Pats fan now because the Pats are winning all these things. No. It's like, I hate the Ravens playing the Pats because I want the Ravens to win. I'm still a Ravens fan. I'm from Baltimore. They're my team. That's what we need. That's a big, uh, uh, it could be a big help in the community. And we watch how successful Overwatch has been. It's it's leaps and bounds ahead and, and, and growing faster than Call of Duty. In Call of Duty, you know, more money's being invested more players and teams are 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 competing now like but overwatch is 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 just you know hurtling call of duty so i think the franchising thing could be a big deal to watch your team and then maybe watch like a season um there's a possibility of i don't know designing the season differently instead of just major tournaments i think we should have major tournaments because they're really fun and they're fun to draw crowds to and have people and they can make they make money that way good make money that way have fans come out and watch your team that's awesome but I think that, um, like these, maybe design it differently to have a season, kind of like a football season, where you you play these teams. I don't know. It's a possibility. I'm not saying that's definitely it, but I like to see, you know, my teams play everybody too at these big open events and these these round robin tournaments. So we'll see. But I think the franchising could make a big difference to add pride for a team before you root, like before you realize they're winning, you have pride for the team. Um, so that's, those are my opinions of the CWL overhaul. I'm with it. I, I, I think we should do it. Thank you to all of you who have listened. Uh, we are growing. I'm hoping we continue to grow. Thanks for anyone who has talked to others about the podcast. And as usual, you can show support by subscribing, um, to the podcast on iTunes, commenting on it. Leave any comment. Say, dude, thanks for doing this. Hey, um, I agree. CWL needs an overall. Hey, go rise. Um, and then uh, rating it on iTunes in the podcast app. If you just drop a rating on it, uh, if you really like it, you know, give me a good rating. If you hate it, tell me why you hate it. <laughs> I'll try to change it. I'll try to make it better. Um, I will be back next week with some more COD news. But this has been CODcast, the Call of Duty podcast.